Yo, 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 this is another episode of the Quick Hits Podcast with your boy Zoe. Yo, it's your boy Pablo back at it once again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And sorry out, sorry out there for all the fans out there. We had had a couple of schedule issues, but we back at it. We, it's we, summertime, it's you summertime. know. Got to take a couple of days off here and there. Yeah, but yeah. I think we did everybody a little justice because it's it's been a lot of NBA. So a lot of NBA. So it gave a chance, gave the audience a chance to kind of take a couple of days off mm-hmm. the NBA. And now we're gonna come in and recap free agency in the state of the nba today right, right. Let, let's let's start so let's right just start it. let's start at the the last the, the last, last piece of the puzzle and russell westbrook is now backcourt mates with james harden once again wow who the hell even saw that coming i know i didn't i, I didn't see that coming I, at all. there was a lot of talk about once paul george got traded and we'll we'll cap that once we're done with mm-hmm. this one there's a lot of talk about um the thunder pretty much willing to start all over again and move Russ. And I thought that was never going to happen. I thought Russ was pretty much going to stay with the Thunder for the rest of his career. They love him there. He loves it there. What do you? What are your thoughts? Do you think they made the right decision? I, I think they made the right decision to trade him to Houston. But I remember something you said a couple of podcasts ago, a couple of, a couple of episodes ago. Every time when the media and, and ESPN uh, highlights one team that a player is going to go to, they never go to that direct team. And in the, in the, in the media headline, I mean, the media um, headlines, they were saying that Russell's going to be projected to go to Miami, right? And, and pair with Jimmy Butler. And now Houston came out and, and, and made and made that trade, getting rid of uh, Chris Paul and and, and a litany of unlimited draft picks that they got. It's crazy. So, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Litany is a, is an understatement. I think I think the Thunder got like 135 first round <laughs> picks from from 2016 to so like, like 2004, 2024. It's I think. It, 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 it. Listen, it was if you're gonna rebuild, that's how you do it. Right. Like they got a mother's load for Russ, right? Um, which is well deserved, right? It's well deserved. I mean, for a player of that magnitude to get that much in return, I mean that's best case scenario when you want to blow things up and start over again it's going to be hard for them i mean in theory they built their team from the draft they drafted kd they drafted harden they drafted Russ. they drafted abaca they drafted cephalosha they drafted abaca they they built that team the right way the right way the, the same the same way had the same way golden state uh was was drafting and formulating a, dy- a, a dynastic uh, team over there, right? And they, and I, 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 for me, San Presti did a terrible job. They did a they did a terrible job over there because for them to have all that talent and to come up short so many times, right? And not even have at least one NBA championship is a failure, right? Only one finals appearance, one finals appearance, and it had a lot to do with injuries, right? KD, I really, KD I, I got really, hurt a couple times. Westbrook got hurt a couple times within that, within that run that yeah. they had. But still, you can't, you can't allow Harden to walk. I think that was it. I think once Harden, once they traded Harden, that was it. That was it. And they, and they, they had, they put all their eggs in in, in uh, Serge Sabaka uh, yeah. basket. They, yeah, they, they paid him. They paid him a lot of money. It was like when they traded Harden, it's like they flipped the hourglass and then the sand just started falling. Right. They yep. had a, a period, a window. To try to get a championship, they didn't get it done. They tried to reload, get Paul George. Right. Somehow, some way, 
My man got three years left on his contract, <laughs> and he still forced his way out of Oklahoma it, it, City. It just, it just shows that contracts are not honorable in the NBA. Right. It's like the NFL. People wipe their butts with these contracts right. nowadays. Well, well, in the NFL, it's kind of hard to do that because a lot of the contracts are, are, are not guaranteed. Right. Well, I mean, I'm talking about from, from the ownership perspective, the, the contracts don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. now in the NBA, the players are kind of really they putting run their it. careers. Exactly. They run their, the league. Yeah, and they're, and they're wherever they're going, it's pretty much in their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about the other side of the trade, about OKC and them getting Paul? Do First things first a lot of talk about them moving Paul yeah do you think that's gonna happen before yeah. the season starts yes I mean not necessarily cause they the OKC's I don't, I don't think they're in a the rush to move them because right. like the balls in their court mm-hmm. they, they could hold them on the team and trade them during the, the during the uh, the trading deadline in February mm-hmm. and I think they have more offers on the table when that when that time comes I definitely think they'll definitely have some offers. One team you mentioned before, the rumor to one one Russell Westbrook, Miami make make a play up at Chris, hey, Paul. Chris Paul. I heard that OKC they're really in rebuild mode and they're they they're might just going to unload them, unload before, him before, before unload that season. contract. Uh, maybe even just eat the deal and then have him walk and he might go to the Lakers. They going to eat that hundred mil. I don't know. That's Jeez. that's tough. That's, that's a that's a tough. I, I, it'd be hard. I'd be hard pressed to think that somebody's not interested in Chris Paul that they won't get any action on that contract. But mm. I think if they have to, they will. Um, now, I think they may be if they choose not to move Paul right away. They might be okay. I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, they got Gallo and they got SGA, um, Shea Gilgis Alexander yep, yep. from the Clippers to pair that with Paul. I mean, it's not great, but it's... And they still got Adams. Right, they still got... They got Adams. I mean, it's still a passable team. Yeah. Um, I don't. I still don't think they had made the playoffs. I think the <laughs> I think the move for them, the direction that they're heading, the move is to, to trade Paul. They got to trade Get more him. assets. Um, and then see what happens. I mean, like, I, we got... They got a truckload of picks. Yeah, and, and they can they get, get a young piece. Yeah, in you return. Know, in return. Yeah, or get a salary dump. They might be able to get a get one of those contracts, like an aspiring contract, um, which are very valuable in the NBA. Um, before we move on to to um, Kawhi, I want to kind of want to ask you, f- f- both teams from, from Oklahoma City and the Rockets. Okay, you want to go on the Rockets? Yeah, I want to. I want to say, do, with this trade, are they are they better? Are they worse? Or do you see kind of see them staying the same where they're at from last year? Uh, I mean, it's a bit it's a bit of a of, of a eccentric uh, pairing mm-hmm. with uh, with Harden and and Westbrook where they are right now in their careers. I mean, they it, both had the ball in their they, hand they both, a lot. They both they both, both two dominant guards, right? But I think for somehow for, for somehow I think it could work some way somehow I think it could work because. At this point in their career, they both want to win. They right. just they just want to win a championship. They want to be validated like how KD is. Right mm-hmm. They both two former MVPs. It's up to Mike D'Antoni and his training camp right now. It's going to be very imperative to find a way to get Chris um, to get um, Westbrook off the ball. Yeah, and have, have yeah. James Harden be the main ball handler on that team. But if you do, if you if you play it that way. Westbrook is not a, sh- a great shooter. No. He shot, he shot 29% from the field this year. I would almost want to reverse. I would almost want 
Harden to go back and play off ball. Right, right, right. You know, a lot, a lot of people have been talking about how, just like you said about trying to put Wes Russ um, oh, off ball because he did it on Team USA, but Team USA is three weeks. Right, like, we talking about a whole season here. Yeah, you know, I can I can get Russ to buy in to play two guard for three weeks. I I think I think you could do it both ways. I mm-hmm. think this going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for defensive teams to, to, to devise a strategy to stop those two guys. I mean, you're talking about one of the most talented backcourts of all time. Right. Um, I, I just I just think I just think you could play your your your, your seven what was that, seven minutes or less yeah, type the, of the offense. offense with D'Antoni. Yeah. yeah, you could you could play you could definitely play that mm-hmm. way with, 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 with um Westwick having a ball in his hands, right? And you could also get him in in, in the pick and roll situation with James Harden. Which will would definitely benefit Agreed. both of those guys. Agreed, because it's going to be hard to you can't go underneath the pick exactly. with Harden because he's going to shoot over it. And then right. if you and go over the top, right, then Russ can just cut to the basket. Yep. So, so I, it's going to be tough. Yeah. So I think they're going to implement something beneficial for for the team. But the only the only dilemma I see that team having is on the defensive end. Yeah, they got they went out and got Tyson Chandler, yeah. which was great, with a great pickup, but. He's just an older Clint Capella. Right. So, exactly. Same mold of player. Same mold of player. Rim and, runner, defensive presence. Right. And you can't depend on him to play all, all 82 games. Oh, heck year. no. You know heck what I mean? Heck no. They, so, they got to really baby those minutes with him. Right. So they definitely going to need to make another move, I think, at the training deadline to, to get a, to get a, a formal, another formal big over there. Or a wing. Or a wing. Yeah. I mean, you really it's, – it's really, it's really at that 4-5 or five position mm-hmm. where they – where I see the glaring weakness, yeah, because like teams, teams already know that um, Clint Capella just get him away from the basket. Pretty much, because, like it's all pretty if, much. If you run a pick and roll game with him, you already know he's going to try to get the alley oop. Exactly. So, like, he he needs to get a low post game or develop a little jumper or, or jump a little shot, eighteen yeah. footer, twenty yeah. footer, like kind of like a Lamarcus Aldridge type of thing where you right. have to respect it, right? Um, I don't know with this. This is this was this is a tough tough trade to grade. I can see it. I can see them being better from this perspective. Russ athletically is a drastic improvement on Chris Paul. Right. Um, chemistry wise, it might be better because just because him and Harden are they're cool off the court. They played with each other before. Right. All the points you bring up are the reasons why I may you could think of how it could be worse because just because Russ is. 29% from three, he's not a spot-up shooter. Right. So in that offense, when when Harden has the ball, what exactly is Russ going to be doing without the ball? Like, right. is he going to be stuck at the three-point line? Yeah. Nobody's going to respect that. And, and, and that's going to feed right into mm-hmm. the hands of the defense because mm-hmm. you want him shooting. But if he comes if he comes in to the season with, with a more consistent jump shot, then it changes the game. Right. And, and I, I, I think – but you know that that's the only glaring weakness in his game is his jump shoot, is, is his jump shooting. So if he can get that corrected in the right. summer and just make teams just honest, be respectable, yeah, just, just make be teams respectable, respectable, you know, right? That that would that would show up a lot of blemishes. I agree. Um, but ultimately, I kind of feel like it's kind of almost like it's hard to say a wash. But I, I really do feel it's going to be like a wash. I really do feel like they're going to kind of be in the same position that they were last year. In that three, 
four seed of course of, of the course. west yeah i don't think it pushes them to the one or two i don't think they fall below four so i kind of feel them yeah kind of kind of kind of almost the same where they where they left off last year i, I agree with that all right and <laughs> let's talk about the biggest diva of let's them talk all. about the, who, whoever would have the mastermind dude i thought he would be the first person to make his announcement where he no. was going to free to see. No. Nah, he turned out to be the biggest diva. I think even bigger than LeBron James. Oh no, Kawhi! Kawhi wanted the show all to himself. What? He was just like, Nah, I'm gonna let. I'm. Oh, you, okay. You want to announce your announcement today? That's cool. I'm gonna wait. Do you? Say, well, we waited till like oh, what, so July, night? July, July almost almost seven days. Yeah, it was like crazy. six days before before you know after everybody had made their announcements. And man, yeah, I, talk I about that. a man that. Literally created his own situation where he wanted to go and who he wanted to play with. I didn't think he had it in him. Right, and he literally played like three teams. <laughs> well, two teams. Yeah, he played the Lakers. Kind of played Toronto. Played Toronto. He kept them in the loop. He left yeah. it, definitely left them in the because loop. Because if, if, if the Clippers situation didn't go the way he wanted to go, then he would have fell back and went to Toronto. Right, and then he played. He, I mean, he kind of played the Clippers the- too because he kind of let them know, hey, I'm down to sign here if y'all could get a trade for Paul George. Right, right, right. And then word on the street was that he had hit up KD. Right, and, and KD was just, wasn't receptive KD, to coming to because LA. Because KD was just like, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. And now he's asking me to come out to L.A. with him. And it's not a foregone conclusion. That's definitely where he wants to go. Mm-hmm. And he also hit up Paul George and was just like, yo, Clippers can get both of us in as long as you can get out of OKC. And somehow, some way, Paul George busted up in the Oklahoma City's office and was just like, "Get me, yeah, out get here. me out of here. I need to play with Kawhi." Yeah, I need. To, yeah, it's it's gonna happen. It has yeah. to happen. Because it was like a dead end situation. I was talking to a couple of other people about the Paul George and, and the Westbrook situation. I said, "Dude, they they just gonna be first round at the playoffs every year." I don't think. I, 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 right. I, didn't, I didn't see. I didn't see no. They weren't going anywhere. I didn't see the final, finals being a ceiling. Agreed for that for that duo. Agreed. Yet alone the Western Conference Finals. Right. Let's right. not even talk about the NBA Finals. Yeah. 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 That they were they were always one maybe one more piece away, but the way that team was constructed, it was never like you said, it's never going to get out of the first the first round. Um, but the Clippers now another thing. Uh, I think they instantly I, go to the favorite. Yeah. To win absolute, the finals. Absolute favorite. Um, they got the best. I think they got the best duo in the league right now. Besides, a league besides, full of duos now. Yeah, yeah, and they, I, I love, I love it because it's so, so much parity now. Right, in the NBA. Yeah, we went from the super team of teams with three or more superstars to about twelve teams with dynamic duos. Yep. And like you said, I think the Clippers have the best of those duos. You have Kawhi, who's already proven this past postseason, and with the Spurs, he can lead a team to the playoffs, yep. and he can be the man on the playoffs. Right. And Paul George, who is, he was, I think, the best. Secondary, secondary superstar to put on a, on a on a team, and he was just what third finalist for the MVP right yep. this year. Third so. in MVP voting, um, he got sh- the, the the third. While you may have a little will, will he, will he, will he issues with injuries, start, will he be able to start the season. I think he, they said there's no nothing holding him back from okay. starting the season. Okay, um, his shoulders should be okay. I mean, there's always a cause for concern, but the, with the way the, the the way the league is heading, I mean. It's two, three years, and then you got that window for two, three years. So you might as well go all in now. Yeah, you got and to. And then after, worry about who's worrying about the future. Right. 
because you're worrying about trying to win a championship in two to three years. Right. I mean, you're talking about the Clippers team. In addition to the to um, the Rockets giving a ton to Oklahoma City, the Clippers gave up a boatload. Oh yeah. To Oklahoma, to Oklahoma City, City as well yep, yep. for Paul George. I yeah. mean, so you're you're starting to see that these teams that are in this win it now mode. They can care less about the future. They're right. willing to mortgage the future yeah. if they feel they have a legit chance Look chance it. to win a championship. And, and Toronto proved that to you this past season, you know, going all in with Kawhi Leonard. In one season. And, and getting the championship out of the deal. Right. But Saudi Algeria take that any day. Yeah. You know and, I mean? and it's not just the NFL that's a quote-unquote copycat league. It's, it's leagues. Every league, you see one team do it one way and it works. And now let's f it. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's co- it's a copy copycat league mm-hmm. in professional sports. Period. Right. right. Um, so we obviously have discussed how we feel that the Clippers are the best team in LA and in the NBA. Mm-hmm. How about we talk about that other team in LA and talk about their recent moves and how we feel because everybody was loving um, <laughs> AD. And LeBron, right. and possibly them getting Kawhi. I'm, well, happy, I'm happy that didn't happen. When I woke up, I woke up that morning, and they said Kawhi was going to the Clippers. It was almost as if they said Kawhi was going to the Knicks. <laughs> I was that happy. Um, I'm so happy it's not a foregone conclusion that the Lakers are going to win it all. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lakers end up signing a few more bums. Um, yeah, they got they got Boogie. They got Boogie. I don't know how um, that's going to work. They signed, they signed Rondo. That Rondo's still he there. Now I hear that um, the, the Cavs are going to buy out JR but and it, the Lakers are supposed to sign JR. From what I heard, um, they're, not, they're not setting up that reunion anymore. With no? Them. Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm shocked. I, I thought it was a play-by-play, <laughs> nah, paint-by-numbers that LeBron nah, would want to get JR back nah, on that team. Not, not in the plans. So... Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe Jr. might end up in Houston because they 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 show us help and use some. They could use that. They could definitely use, and he's a decent defensive player, right? And Iggy is still out there as well, right? Who knows where he's going to land? I I could see him going to any contender and making them better. Okay, he he could fit right in with with Chris Paul. I mean, not with Chris Paul, but um, with James Harden over there and Russ. And he might go over there with LeBron in him. So, so we'll see. Because the Lakers weren't able to get Kawhi, and they did add. Boogie. I mean, listen. I'm not gonna say Boogie's a slouch. He's he's definitely. Yeah, I, I, I honestly, he's not the same. I honestly like that move because he's gonna be motivated, man. Mm. And they actually, the Lakers needed the five because uh, Anthony Davis refused to play the five. Right. He, he, wants he always wants. He considers himself a power forward. Right. He doesn't want to be labeled as a center. Right. Refuses to be called a center. Right. My thing is, do you feel like they're just a little too big for today's NBA? I mean, you're talking about. LeBron, 6'8", AD, 6'10", no. Le- um, Boogie, Kuzma's a small forward. I, w- I wouldn't say that because just look at look, just look at the team that just won this year's mm. NBA Finals. Mm. Toronto didn't play small ball. They went big and, and, and beat up Golden State in the paint with mm. Gasol, Ibaka. Siakam. Siakam. Yeah. Kawhi. Kawhi. Yeah. So sometimes... You know, you have you have to be the contrarian and, and try something different. Right. And and that's the way the league is going right now. It's going back into a bit, to the big man's game. And then you got you have um, skilled fours mm. like an AD who could play the five, who could handle the ball. Same same with Boogie. 
skill, we saw it. Skill, we saw in the playoffs. Making plays. We saw in the playoffs. The top of the key. And he wasn't even in shape. Wasn't in shape. So I think he's going to be in shape coming mm-hmm. into the season. I like your. I, I like that point, though. I really like that point about how, you know, they're kind of going to go against the grain. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I literally just said that it's a copycat league. And who's been in the finals these last five years? The Warriors. Right. A lot of people try to replicate that. Right. And they're not able to do it. Right. Because they don't have the same skill set right. as the Warriors. But they still, and they, and they don't have the personnel mm-hmm. to, to, to duplicate what the Warriors do. But they still try and they wind up failing mm-hmm. and, and getting blown off getting blown off the court. But Toronto stuck to their script. And their script was they rebounding. And they bigs, just the physicality that they brought to the game. And maybe L.A. could, you know, could duplicate some of that. And they got one of the best players in the world, LeBron James. Right. Regardless of the fact, regardless of what we say, he is one of the best players in the world. He's still one of the best. And he's a motivated LeBron. This is one of the first years I haven't, you know, we haven't seen him be um, in in the playoffs, you know. And I think he's definitely going to look forward to AD handling most of the the, the workload for the team. Mm. And he's a, and what do you feel about the the conversation that, about LeBron playing the point? Right. I mean, he's always he, been. He's, he's always been a point. point. He's always had but, the ball in his hands. But the thing is, he was supposed to have. He supposed to have a, when he first signed with the Lakers. He supposed to have a different role. Playing off the ball, right? Remember that report? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did that's he why he wanted Ronda. But did he do it? No. no. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, will will he remain consistent to his role? And I, I believe he will because the window of opportunity is it's is down. It's, it's it's short, man. Ad hasn't. Ad has yet to say anything about any years further than this year with LA. Right. right. Matt, he said this year. This year. So he. Everything has to go smoothly for right. him and his son, but he's managed by Rich Paul, the, the corrupt. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and, and we we gonna talk about the corruption that that, that I felt. Did you hear about the report with the whole uh, Mar- Marquise Morris? No, I haven't heard that yet. I um, mean, Marquise Morris. No. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You talking about the Morris one that just went to New York? Right. Nah. So it was a report in the Daily News. It was. Uh, I think. I think it was Monday. I believe it was. Well, yeah, it was Monday. The reason why he signed that that fifteen million dollar contract with with the Knicks was because initially he was rep, he was being represented by Clutch Sports by Rich Paul, and they had they had came across a deal with the Clippers. Okay, he's supposed to get forty one mil with the Clippers. So multi year deal. A multi year deal with okay. the Clippers. Chris um, Rich Paul, most of his, most of his clients is on the Lakers. So I guess he told him. I guess he told him, "Oh, we got a better deal here. Don't sign that Clippers deal." Come to find out, come to find, he said he didn't do it. He didn't. He didn't uh, take the deal. He wound up um, trying to get another deal. He didn't get any other deals out there. The only deal that that came close to it was the um, the Spurs. Was the Spurs deal? Yeah. They was only offering like ten mil, and then at the last moment, at the last minute. He took the um, the next deal because he's getting ten. He's getting ten mil for one year. Yeah, but I, it, it wasn't in the article. But like, if you piece it, the, the pieces together, like it's you a read lot between of the lines, read yeah. between the lines. I'm I'm so glad. This is actually a topic that I I really wanted to discuss with you on today's pod, and it's pretty much the state of the NBA. I don't know. I go back and forth a little bit about this. I I. I love the fact that the players are in control and it's the player empowerment era. 
But I heard something on the radio the other day. I mean, it was just kind of quick. They kind of just glanced over it, but I kind of mm. wanted to dive into it. Yeah. Some somebody was saying, I forgot, it was, I think it might have been on, you know, one of these radio, uh, local radio station, about the AAU and the influence that it's now taking over in the NBA. Mm. And we both know, like, the AAU's, it's it's got it's got its own corruption in itself. Absolutely. Um, and the way the players are dictating about I want to play here for a year. Oh, if that don't work out, then I want to play with him for two years. And if that don't work out, not, then I, I played with him before. I want uh, let me try that over there. Right. Almost like an AAU team. Like right. within four years, a superstar could play on four different AAU teams with in, in high school, mm-hmm. and they're just teaming up literally with the with the best talent in the state or, or a surrounding area. And you kind of see this that generation, that, that AAU generation, that's coming into fold in the NBA yeah. as far as like, oh, yo, but Dinwiddie's my man's in Brooklyn, and he's saying we should go over there. So let's, yo, tell him to trade. I'm about to sign. Force your trade over there, and, and let's, let's do it up in the Nets. Yeah. And, if that, and two years later, that craps out. Well, now I'm about to go to, I'm, I'm going to go play with Dane. In Portland, because mm-hmm. you know they can we, trade we play, for me. We, yeah, we play together in the, on, on, on the U.S. Olympic exactly, team. but it's really no way to police that, though. How can you? How can you really? Police and that's that? that's ultimately why I, I I wanted to circle it back to your point about Rich Paul. Yeah. How? What does the NBA do? You really can't do nothing. It's up to the players, though, to not to to take like the Zion Williamson approach when he come when he came out of. When he came out of college, he didn't sign with Clutch Sports. No. He said, I want to be my own man. Right. I'm not going to be a puppet and, and be manipulated and, and have my career thrown in any direction that LeBron James breathed on. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, like, it, it's just it's really up to the individual. Like, and you really can't you really can't fault these guys too that that goes to Rich no. Paul because like he's gonna he's gonna damp, he's gonna try to get them the best deal possible, but it's. For their benefit, you get oh, what I'm always it's always in. <laughs> and, I'm sorry, it's always in clutch slash LeBron's benefit. What, right, whatever right. benefits. Listen, Rich Paul is LeBron's best friend. Right, he works with LeBron for LeBron. So obviously he's gonna try to to please his number one client slash exactly. best friend. There's too much tampering and collusion going on. Man. Yeah, and Adam Silver needs a needs a hat. They need to have a players meeting. Right. Something, something right. needs to happen because right. it's, it's just, they just have too much power, and they. It was just like a lot of the deadlines didn't even matter in, in this free agency because like LeBron was already on the horn with Kawhi right. during NBA Finals. Right, and free agency didn't even start yet. And it's, it's <laughs> I, I don't the tampering. There's so much gray area now. It's it's really hard to say what's black and what's white. And and so like you said, Silver's gonna have a hard job this summer. Trying to trying to regulate free agency. I mean, it's kind of hard to regulate now because he he done gave them too much power. That's the problem. Now, what do you do? Now, what do you do? I heard Charles Barkley that they said yeah. that the small the small team owners they don't be surprised if there's a strike because you're yeah. not going to see a lot of the those names those big team names want to team up and go to a smaller small town city. Right, right. You know, and now those owners are going to be like. Well, we're never gonna win, have a chance to win a championship, right? And I, who's gonna want to come, right? Now, and you're right though, man. Like when Bar- when Barkley speaks, I listen. Man. Right? He's like EF Hutton to me, man. Like mm-hmm. I don't really listen to the Woj and these other guys. I listen to somebody like Charles Barkley, who's been there, who has a lot of credibility, and he's not scared. He's, he's not, not scared, scared to, 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 to go outside the right. box because a lot of guys like Woj and them. 
their their contacts and stuff, they don't want to burn those bridges. Right. So right, a lot of times right. they'll take purpose. it. And then if, if if they're wrong, they'll eat it. They won't sell nobody out. They'll just be like, you know what? I was wrong. Broccoli don't give two Fs. He's just mm. like, you know, this is, it's coming. Like, to Barkley, he's just like, this is what's going to come. Unless things change ASAP, this is what's coming down the pike. Right. And I, I would hate to see a strike because the NBA's, the momentum is ridiculous. Right. Oh, my God, man. It's like, it's like a over a $2 billion industry. Oh, easily. And, and, and it's just, and it's just growing and, and. To make to make matters even better for for, what, for the direction that they had, and they even try to enhance the game with, with implementing um, a tournament within the season oh, and, making, yeah. and, making it, and making the season even shorter. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about? I that? I heard about that right before the playoffs started. Um, actually, I heard Adam Silver talking about it. That's great. Um, I'm, reducing I'm, I'm, reducing the season to like seventy games, yeah, 68, 70, 70 games, yeah, something like that, yeah. and then having that little in game tournament, and it. In, it, in addition to reducing the number of games in the regular season, what it does is it gives teams that have no shot at right. making the playoffs Simple. to do a one-and-done tournament. You might have a, a tournament where, um, I don't know, where the Knicks and Orlando make Magic. a yeah, yeah, they make a little run, and then all of a sudden your fans have something to root for mm. during the season when your team's 10 and 55. So, so will they, you think they would do that for, like, like – you think that that tournament would be implemented on a Christmas day? I think it would probably be implemented. So since the All Star break takes place in February, after usually like fifty games in, I think mm. it would probably take place maybe before then, maybe like yeah. after Christmas, uh-huh. that little window of time. Okay. Uh, maybe between Christmas and um, MLK. Right. Because MLK is a big day for right. NBA. Cause it it'd be cool for it for it to be on that Christmas day, cause like you got a litany of mm-hmm. old games, and that's that, a big that, a big day for the NBA. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it kind of would take 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 um take a little bit of a shine mm. from the NFL, cause that's home that's playoff time for the right, NFL. Right. So we kind of you know put a little spotlight on the NBA mm-hmm. when we're everybody's all in all on the, the NFL. NFL. Yeah. Like I said, I just don't want to see the momentum that the NBA has grown on mm. go in the other direction. Because we're here, it's now July 17th. And we still talk about the NBA. We're talking about the NBA. We barely scratched the surface on talking about NFL previews and stuff right, like that. Right. Just because NBA is, 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 is anybody can talk about right, right now. Like I said, maybe us taking a couple of days off from the pod was a good thing because it was a lot of it, NBA talk. It was NBA overload. Yeah, it was a lot of NBA overload. Hell, the, the summer league just ended like Monday, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I really do hope. I mean, like like you said, the corruption it's hard to to regulate. I mean, but I, I hope somehow, some way, they they are able to put a little clamps on you know on what's happening as far I, as tampering with the players and tampering with you know agents and all that nonsense. It's 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 a very slippery slope. Yeah, I always say this: David Stern was still. As a, right now, as a commissioner, a lot of the stuff will not be. Going I agree because he was more. Let's let's keep it real. He's more on the owner side than the player side. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, I think that uh, puts Some a nice drum. little cap on yeah. um, NBA free agency. If if Chris Paul gets moved, we'll talk about that. Right, we'll talk right. about the team that gets moved to. I just want. I just want to. I just want to elaborate on one little move, and it's on a small market team. Okay. And. I just want to commend the Indiana Pacers for what they did in the free agency, picking up Malcolm Broughton. Oh, okay. Because under the, I, under I the feel, radar. 
Under the radar. Yeah. And I feel I feel like the, the the Milwaukee Bucks digress this year. Will will digress because of that move. They're like status quo. And, and I don't approve. Like you said, I'm with you. They're they're pretty much bringing back the same team minus Brockton. No, and, and also minus George Hill. He played a significant role in the in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. I forgot that they, that that he's not there no more. They, they they top their top point guard was on the bench because yeah. he, he he sucks, man. Yeah. He was he was shooting like. 20, like 30% yeah. from the field. Bledsoe's, couldn't make a layup. Yep. Missing assignments on defense. George Hill covered a lot of blemishes up for them. And he, you lose a, a, a playoff savvy point guard. Yeah. Man. And listen, they may not be one of the, the top 10 to 12 dynamic duos, but Brogdon and Oladipo, that's nothing to sneeze at. That that's is nothing to sneeze crazy, at. Crazy, man. Yeah. So I. Like you said, I do expect the Pacers to take a step up, especially if Oladipo comes back nice and healthy. Yes, sir. So, so um, let's shift topics. Um, we want to kind of j- being that it's been a lot of NBA, mm. we're gonna we're gonna venture off and start talking about NFL. Yes, let's do that. So um, today, me and Zoe kind of wanted to concentrate on um, two divisions. Yep. As a matter of fact, that's what pretty much we're gonna be focusing on two divisions as we go on. We'll talk about it from a football overall standpoint, and we'll and from you know a fantasy, fantasy aspect, standpoint as yeah. well. So um, that's approaching next month. You know, it's training camp. Training camp, and I'm just talking about. I'm just thinking about fantasy, like getting the position where you're going to be drafted. Oh no doubt. What, what players you want to target in, in a particular rounds? Oh, I got um on Sunday my, one of my big money leagues. We're we're doing our draft position draft. Nice. <laughs> Wait, so so how how does that go? Explain it to the crowd. So um so it's a twelve person league and it's a redraft league, so there's no keepers. So every year you start from scratch. Um but this league, you know, our commissioner he <laughs> he decided I have one league where you you find out on the day of the draft, but this one so on Sunday it's like a lottery. Okay. So just like the NBA lottery, it's everybody's. Um, you pair your your team with a number, uh, so you get two. It's like a like almost like two lottery balls. Okay. The commissioner will pick a team. You'll, so you'll have the team, then he'll pick the number. So let's just say Zoe's team. He picks Zoe's teams. That's the first team that so, he that he selects. Uh-huh. Then he'll select the draft position. Let's say you. Then he picks the five. So Zoe's team. For 2019, you'll have the fifth pick. Okay, so it doesn't even matter how you how you positioned last year. No. Okay. No. Wow. No. So you could you could become the first pick every year if if it, technically if yeah wow. if you had to look at the draw right, then you could right, technically right. keep rolling that okay. first pick. Yeah. Um, my other league works a little different. Um, yeah, it goes by. My, see, my league is like that too. I, I know what you're about to say. It go goes ahead. by record. Right. So you know the worst teams obviously gonna have the better picks, mm-hmm. and then the best teams. Kind of like a, it mirrors how it is in real life, professional yeah, sports. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, as of Sunday, I'll be in full out fantasy mode because okay. I'll know where I'll be picking. Yeah. So I'm gonna start picking about what players are gonna be in that in that, in, in that position. Nah, that, that's that's good stuff, man. Good so stuff. so being that you know we do live in this metro area, we're <laughs> right we're right here with the two New York teams. So I feel like it's best to start off yeah, with the AFC East and the NFC East. So um, I'll I'll let you pick. If you want to pick the AFC East or the NFC East first, let's start. Let's start in the um, AFC. Good, good pick because I feel like it's the easiest one to work with. Yeah. Um. So I mean, let's let's keep it real. We both expect New England to come out of there. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I, the, the only the only team I see challenging um, New England this year is probably Buffalo. 
Zoe's squad, yo. Zoe's. I, I wanted to say it now before before the before the season starts because mm-hmm. Zoe's been on this probably yeah. since the end of last year. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just like the way they draft. Yeah. I like the progression that mm-hmm. Josh Allen is is, is heading. Mm-hmm. They got a couple of deep threats over there. They got jo- um they got uh Josh Brown. What's his name? John Brown. John Brown. Yeah. They got there. um. Who's that receiver? Um, they got like a, a slot receiver too. They got Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley from the Cowboys. Yep. Very formidable. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's it. And they had the the one dude from last year. I forgot. I, for, I literally forgot his name. Um, for, Forrest, right? Um, Ruben Forrest. Ruben. Um, it might be Forrest. But I feel bad that I forgot his name. But he's he's a deep threat mm-hmm. as well. So paired great with Josh Allen because he's got a cannon for an arm. Um. So I do agree. I'm with you as far as the and contender because we all we we already know the Dolphins want to tank this season. Right. I mean, I'm interested to see how if if who wins the starting position, QB position over there. Will it be Rosen or will it be Fitzpatrick? I think it, I think for what they want to do, it's probably going to be Rosen because they they're not going to mind if he gets lumped up. Fitz, Fitzpatrick, we already know he's in it for himself. If he yeah. has to win the game, he'll win the game. Yeah, yeah. That might not be what they want. I think he'll be a capable backup for Rosen. Yeah. Um, what I am interested to see is how close the Jets are. Yeah. To challenge in Buffalo for you know that team that potentially can maybe get a wild card in yeah. the AFC. Yeah. The only the only uh, trepidations I have about the Jets is is they, is they tough schedule that they're going to have right. coming into the season. They start off with with some with some very some heavy, hitters. heavy hitters, man, and I, I don't I don't see them. I probably see them going in a first couple of games, probably like zero and five. Oh, I can see that. I can see that. That and that's tough sledding. At that point, at that point, it's hard to recuper, recuperate from that. Um, from fantasy, this division. I mean, let's talk about the pa- Patriots. I mean, they're pretty much running back the same squad as far as. Um, Receivers, they still got Julian Edelman. He'll be the primary target. Right. They're still. They're, Josh Gordon is not a, out of the question to come back. Right. And I heard he he may he may come back. So yeah. That's another threat over there. But I, I do the best the best wide receiver threat I see over there is Julian Edelman. Yeah. Mister Reliable. Agreed. That's going to be uh, Tom Brady's safety blanket over there. He's on my radar. Yeah. And I and, I, and I'm definitely going to target him. Mm. If I if I have if I have an opportunity, I definitely will pick him up in the late seventh, sixth round. If, if he's, he's still there, around, right? Still there, and he I, might be. He might be. Um, it's it's gonna be that area that five, six, seven area. Five is a little high for me. Right. Six is okay. Seven would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. So six might be that sweet spot where you can probably catch Julian mm-hmm. Edelman at a good price. The Gronkowski thing still still to be determined. We yeah. don't know. He's, Who's gonna fill that void if they can fill that void? Right. Um, the one question mark I do see, we were kind of talk, chopping it up a little bit about this before the pod, is at the running back position. Now, New England usually is a stay away from me, yeah. just because they don't give two f's about fantasy <laughs> and who's on your fantasy right. team. They all about the win. Win. If they gotta throw it a hundred times that game, then they do it to win. Yeah, but I, I was leaning towards maybe a. a Sony taking another step? Nah, me, me. I'm not. I'm not touching Sony. I'm, I'm sorry. It just, it's just too cluttered over there, and and you just, you just never know what you're going to get. And and why would they draft Damian Harris? Exactly. Who's a three down back? A three down back who's a workhorse, and they still got Rex Burkhead. 
lingering. And, it, and, and they and, got James White. And James White. That, that's who'll, never, who'll never lose his role. Right. And that's the only person, if I did have any person, if, if I did have um, a, a chance to choose a running back from over there, I'd definitely would take James White because of the receiving aspect that he, that he brings to the table. We obviously are on, on sidestep. I just did a mock draft yesterday, and I mm-hmm. took James White in the fifth round. Okay, which, and, is, which is good value. Which is good, good value, because uh, he's going to get you probably 75 catches. Right. Um, the only other fantasy-relevant kind of note that I want to talk about is the Jets. Just because a couple weeks ago I gave my top 12, and after we finished the pod, I wanted to do a new pod. I wanted to do a new top 12 because, man, the more I think about it, the the less in love I am with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, me too. I, but but I told you on that on that same show, yeah. I didn't really like him because yeah. of the schedule. It, it just too many question marks. You got him trying to adjust to a new offense, mm-hmm. and that offensive line is not like Pittsburgh, right? And and those <laughs> and those reasons are, in addition to I, I also have other reasons to have cause for concern. Um, B, and, um, so A, um. If you if you dived a little deep into analytics, um, Adam Gaze's offense are very slow tempo. Right. That means they don't run a lot of plays. Right. As opposed to the to the Steelers who run a ton of plays on offense. Um, Big Ben always in the top two or three in attempts. Um, so I don't see the opportunity him to replicate what he does with Pittsburgh with the Jets. Right. So he's not going to get the amount of carries. He's not going to get the amount of, of, of passes thrown at him in this offense if Adam Gay's offenses you know, are typical. Right. And you also don't have Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster right. taking, a, taking a attention lot of, off of Exactly. Off You're talking about Robbie Anderson and, right. and I don't know who else. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Crowder, Crowder, right? Like really? Who, if like, he's on the field, right? Because he's always hurt. Exactly. So that that's a, that's another thing to pay attention to, man. That that's a good point. Yeah. So I w- I want to just tell people, you know, because people listen to us, you know, they they may take our advice. Be very careful, with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, I'm treading very lightly. When Tread I'm. very lightly. I'll, I I wouldn't love him. I would like him better in the second round. Uh, right now, first round, I'm 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 on my stay away. With him, yeah, I would rather just veer off, maybe take a wide receiver instead. Yeah, because there's plenty. Worst come to worst, yeah, definitely take a a, 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 a wide um a wide receiver one mm-hmm. if you can't get a a start running back. Agreed. So that's a, that's pretty much all I got. We already broke down Josh Allen, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins, I wouldn't take anybody. Yeah, I mean the only person I would I'm hearing people would take a chance on somebody from the Dolphins is probably. Uh, can you drink? Can you drink? That's about it. Yeah, that, that, that's a possible fly. Possible fly. Now and and, and, Devo- and Devontae Parker. Ugh. But I've been off that train for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch him with ten foot pole. So now let's talk about a division that might be a little more difficult to break down, and that's the NFC East. Every year, NFC East is always a tough one to break down. Yeah, there's always two to three teams that has a chance to winning it. This year, I think it's more like two teams. Yeah, it, it's just two teams. It's the it's the Cowboys and, and the, the Eagles, Eagles, right? And the Eagles, right? But I, I honestly, this year, I see the Cowboys coming out victorious again, winning that division and possibly making a further playoff run than they than they did last year. I'm with you, and as an Eagles fan, it hurts to say that, <laughs> but I will say this: 
And it's an if. And it's a huge, 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 huge if. Because it all depends on Carson Wentz's health. Yeah. And you know how I feel about Carson Wentz. I love, I love Carson. I love him healthy, but I'm... Listen, man. Like It don't matter what team it is that I root for. If you can't show me that you can be consistently healthy and be on the field or on the court, then I can't roll with you. And that's it's two years in a row that Carson Wentz hasn't been available at the end of the season, at regular season, and in the playoffs. But if for somehow, some way, he can prove me wrong and stay healthy for a majority of the season, I really do think they have a chance to win that division again, claim that division again over the Cowboys. And even so, it's still going to be close. Yeah. I think the Cowboys are have a really good team. Yeah, and, and, and your team has some good weapons. Mm-hmm. They, they, they bought on Deshaun Jackson. You just have to hope that he stays healthy mm-hmm. so he can be that, that deep down uh, threat. They still got Aguilar, mm-hmm. who's a great slot receiver. Right. Um, they got one of the best tight ends at Irks. They got Jordan Howard. Who's, Jordan, Jordan he's Howard. an upgrade. He's not yeah. a, amazing, but I think it's gonna be a running back by committee type. Of Eagles, much like the there. Patriots, they yeah. they really could care less who gets most of the carries. They just want the win. Right. If, if it means that, if it means that freaking Sproles leads the team and carries that game, is then he still it is on what the it team? Is. Um, um, Unbelievably, yes. Wow. I, I, <laughs> dude, I only asked because I ain't seen him on the depth chart. Yeah. For, as far as the running backs for right. that team. Yeah, but, unbelievably, but, he's still there. But from a fantasy standpoint, from the Eagles, the only person I would probably take a, I, I would take a chance on, obviously, Irks as a tight end. Obviously, yeah. I'm in on that. And as my QB, too, if he's still around, I, I, I'd take Carson Wentz. How, how low in the draft would you find yourself okay with drafting Carson Wentz? Talking about double digit rounds, yeah, double digit rounds. I'm th- yeah. I'm thinking like, pat definitely past ten. I don't even know about ten. Like I'm talking about 11, 12, 13. 13. I'll be comfortable with that. But in mock drafts, he's still going like seven, eight, and that is yeah. way too high for me. Even as an Eagles fan, I just can't gamble on the health. I can't. I can't. I can't yeah. gamble on it either. No, you got to have a a solid QB. You can't. I don't know. I wouldn't be able. I wouldn't feel confident going into my season with him as my QB one. Mm. Just wouldn't be confident in myself. Um, with the Cowboys, fantasy, Dude. I'm, I love Zeke. I, I've, I've already proclaimed my love for Zeke this yeah. season. Zeke is he's to me he's my RB one. He's my RB one. He's my player number one. He's my overall number one yeah. pick. Um, a lot, a, a little bit of talks about him maybe holding out. I, I think he's they, still got two years left yeah, on his deal. I think they'll get that worked out. Yeah, I think they'll Jer- definitely Jerry, work out. Jerry, Jerry does a great job at paying his players. Mm-hmm. I think he'll take his before the season starts. I don't really feel like it's, it's yeah. anything you'd be concerned about. I think it's a non-issue. Especially with him not getting suspended. That was the most thing I was probably more yeah, scared of. I thought you was going to bring that up. Right. That was probably the most thing I was scared of, but Adam, Adam, um, not Adam Silver. Adam Schefter. Uh, Nate Gad- um, Goodell has ruled that it wasn't that big of an infraction. No, no, uh, oh, Roger Goodell. Uh, okay. no, 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 um, suspension will be imposed, so nothing to be scared about there. How, how you feel about Amari Cooper? He's uh-huh. he, right now, he's going second, late second, early third. To me, he'd, he'd be he'd be my RB3. Like, I, I would love to have him as a flex. I'm, I'm not, I'm you mean not why, so Amari Cooper, yeah, as a flex. I'm not, I'm not sold on him being my RB2. You mean the wide receiver? I mean, I'm sorry. My, 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 uh, your wide receiver, receiver too. Yeah, I'm not. You don't. You wouldn't want to start the season with Amari Cooper as your wide receiver number one. Nah. Yeah. Hell no. The only way, the only way that I could walk away from the draft and look at Amari Cooper as my number one wide receiver and be like, okay, I, I can mess with that, 
is if I have two top ten running backs to start off the draft. Okay. Round, round one, round two, yeah. two top ten running backs, and, and, that's, and now I'm coming with Cooper as my number one receiver. And that's usually how it's going to happen, right? If you if you have them as your number one as your number one wide receiver, right? But I just wouldn't feel confident in having them as my as my uh, RB one, right? Me neither. I'm definitely. I, mean, I keep saying RB. I'm sorry. Wide receiver, wide receiver one. Me neither. I, I've had Amari Cooper uh, one time when he was at the Raiders, and it was a little bit of disappointment. Yeah, it was a little bit of disappointment. But the first, the, the the second person that I would love to have on my team, besides Zeke off that off that Cowboys team, is Dak Prescott. I you're think, you're I, feeling Zach Dak this year? As my as my QB two, not not QB not QB one, yeah. But as my as my backup QB, right. I definitely would love to have him on my team. Agreed, and I think he'll still be available. And, and yeah, in, in the double digit in the double digit rounds, easily like at least the 14th, 13th round, he'll definitely be there, waiting for me to grab him. Right. Now we talked about the top two teams who we think are going to come out of the division or possibly come out of that division. Let's talk about those bottom dwellers, the New York. Garbage men and the um, Washington Redskins. As bad as I think the garbage, the garbage men. Oh, sorry, the Giants are going to be. Um, um, I still think the Redskins are far and away the worst team, the worst team in the league. Um, just because they have the most question marks. Darius Geis, a man who just missed the year last year yeah, with a torn ACL. I don't trust anybody. Now he's not supposed to start the preseason. He's in, injured again. They don't have a quarterback, right? But well, they they draft they drafted the rookie, right? So they don't have a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a quarterback. This team's got two and fourteen written all over it, three and thirteen yeah, written yeah. all over it, and not too much better is those garbage men. I think the Giants have a better record than the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I don't think them. I don't think they'll be anywhere near where they think they're going to be. They they think they've actually have a, a it's hard for me to even articulate this. They actually think they, they they have a chance an outside chance to make the playoffs. I doubt it. I highly I doubt think it. They they're selling they're selling it'll probably be max 4 to 6 games. Cuz it doesn't so it just doesn't make sense to me why they would actually think they have a chance to make the playoffs the so because their whole draft and men- approach would show that they don't want to make the playoffs right. because if they're in cont- if they're at some point if they're seven and five mm. or six and six, how do you bench Eli to go to Daniel Jones and see what you got there? If you actually have an outside shot of making the playoffs, everything that they've done contradicts, has- contradicts that. It looks like they want to put in Daniel Jones sooner than later, later, yeah, and, and then, see what they have. And then and then. Uh- Eli came out and said he wanted to play a little bit more. More than just this season. Exactly. Which lends to the fact that he wants to try and win. He's still in that Super Bowl mentality. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we Dude. we know. And then from, I just don't get it. Now, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, do, do, do you see any value from any of those two teams? Let's, let's start with the it's, Giants. It's, start with val- it's hard with value because. I mean, you're not going to get much value from Saquon because he's going to go either one or two. Right. You know? Yeah, you got to definitely have one of those first two picks. You may be able to get some value from Sterling Shepard. I was going to say that. And and I, and and I, I actually have, don't mind that pickup. I definitely I definitely will, will look to target him mm-hmm. in the later rounds. Right. That's my RB. Uh, I keep saying Your wide RB, receiver. My wide receiver one. No, I'm sorry. 
Actually, I won't mind having him as my um, wide receiver one. No. Because he, he's going to give the, the lion's share of the targets. Agreed. So, if it's somehow, some way, you end up ra- drafting two stud running backs, let's just say uh, a stud tight end, and then now you're coming back in like that fifth round, and you see Sterling Shepard, I wouldn't be that mad right. if I'm if I have him as, like because like you said I think he's gonna get a ton of targets. Yeah. Um, it's only him and Golden Tate. Right. Also, I like Ingram over there as well, the tight end. I think he's gonna have a big season without Odell being over there. And I think he's gonna be probably second in the team in targets. And uh, and I think he has a good shot to be one of the top five tight ends this yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. So, quarterback? Hell no. Nah, definitely. Um, that, I think that's about it. Redskins? I don't think so. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think I there's would, anybody else. Yeah. I was like, even if I don't if, think if, I would draft Jordan Reed in I was the last about to round. Say, if, if it's a scratch, you could, you could try to target Jordan Reed 15, as, 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 your, as your tight round. end too. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't even touch him because like, yeah. he's he's liable to only play like three games. <laughs> yeah, running back. I already said stay away from Darius Geis. Right. Uh, Unless you're or, a huge or a, Redskins or fan. Adrian Peterson. We'll see what happens with yeah. Adrian Peterson. Um, and then Chris Thompson, one other guy I don't trust. Never stays yeah. on the field. Can't yeah. stay healthy. Yeah, so that that sums everything up right yeah. there in a nutshell. For sure. Um, next week, we'll come back. Um, we'll talk about more NFL. We'll do the two-divisional breakdown. Um, we'll probably come out AFC North and then the NFC North. And pretty much break that down like we just did these last two divisions. No doubt. As far as, you know, what we think about who's going to come out, wild card, and from a fantasy perspective. Yes, sir. So, hey. There was a lot to talk about today. A lot to talk about. And I hope you guys out there enjoyed it. And y'all take this knowledge and y'all run with it in your fantasy drafts. And just keep rocking with us, man, because we're going to keep giving you those... We're going to keep giving you that information that you're going to need to see in your fantasy draft. Yeah, man. We're trying to put money in your pockets. Right. trying to put and, money and in our, our pockets. pockets so, you know, we're in this together. Word, word. So, if we win, you'll win. Word. Quick kiss out, baby. Peace out.